Hey guys, it's Bo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Bo podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy New Year. It feels really great to be back on the podcast, and I hope that you all had an amazing Christmas and brought in the new year with a bang. Not like a literal bang, but you know what I mean, like a good bang. So I will be honest with y'all, I wasn't sure if I was going to do a solo episode coming into the new year. I thought that maybe I would come on, talk about my goals for the new year, different plans and all that stuff that's happening but I changed my mind. And instead, I just wanted to jump right into today's topic, which is salary negotiations. So I know it's a big hitter to start off with, but why not? You know, so now is that time of the year, the new year, when it's perfect to start talking about salary and compensation, especially among women who statistically get paid less than men for the same job. We are talking about the gender wage gap. So I decided to bring none other than my girl, Danielle Ayodell, on the show to talk about how to navigate that money conversation with your employer. Now, I met Danielle over a year ago, and you guessed where, on Instagram. We actually had a mutual business acquaintance and connected that way. So since then, we've stayed connected even beyond just having business talk. So if you guys were around last year or if you bought the Build Your Bank Bundle, shameless plug, then you had the opportunity to hear Danielle's debt-free story, which is amazing. So I encourage you, if you haven't picked up the Build Your Bank Bundle, just get it to listen to Danielle's story of how she was able to pay off debt while she was unemployed. But enough about that, guys. You will get to hear how dope she is during our girl talk. So let me get into this bio. Whether you call her a career coach, training specialist, or professional development expert, Danielle Iodell is most certainly a Jesus girl and passionate career champion for working women. Danielle's 13-year career has been riddled with obstacles and setbacks, and she's now on a mission to make sure other women don't navigate their career frustrations alone. Her goal is to equip the frustrated, the fearful, and overwhelmed employee with the tools to rise in faith, take control of their career, and fulfill their true potential at work. Listen in as I have girls talk. All right, welcome to the podcast, Danielle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, y'all. Oh my gosh, Danielle's like one of my favorite people. And I'm so <laughs> glad to have her on the podcast. And it's so timely. Um, and quite honestly, guys, we have been talking way before I hit record. So I'm going to have to recap y'all on what we've been talking about. <laughs> so we can go ahead with this podcast. Bring them up to speed. Bring them let up me to bring, speed. Yes, let me bring y'all up to speed. So I was telling Danielle, the reason that I really wanted her on the podcast is for person, personal selfish reasons. I'll be honest with you guys. I am, some of y'all don't know that I still work full time. So I think some of y'all think that I do Girl Talk with full full time. In the worst <laughs> timing, I will, but right now I don't. But in my job, I had gotten a promotion. I had been asked. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I have been asked to manage a team that is pretty much, it's growing. It's a small team right now, but for all intents and purposes, 
it is an international team. It is a new team. I am not only managing, but I'm really developing what the role is going to be. I am planning out what the future of it is going to be and how it's going to impact the organization. So it's a big deal in my eyes. So I had super anxiety around approaching my manager around compensation for this new responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to Danielle because this is her area of expertise. I can't remember, Danielle, how many negotiations have you done for yourself? (laughs) So overall, I have done five negotiations four successful negotiations. And I say successful as in we were able to come to a number or I got the number I asked for. And there was one where I had to say, you know what, I need to walk away. Um, And then in addition to that, I've also been crazy enough to ask for a raise three times (laughs) once I was on the job. So I've been... She's an expert at this. So I was like, I need to talk to Danielle because I was having anxiety because the one I was like, I don't know how much I should get compensated for this. I know how much I want now. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to get. That's one of the steps. You need to know your salary. You need to know your target number. So that's good. I'm glad you have that done. So I wanted, but that I knew what I wanted to get paid, but I just did not know how to approach the conversation. And the thing is when I first started working for that particular company, I felt like I screwed up tremendously on the negotiations. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting a salary um, comparable to what I had been paid previously. However, I went, I know I completely went into negotiations wrong. And thankfully I was able to redeem myself by also allowing them to tack on more vacation days and a bonus. So it worked out, but I just thought I approached it wrong. But in this scenario, I was like, okay, I'm in the job. I know that this new responsibility warrants getting paid more I know what I want to get paid but I just don't know how to approach it and so before we actually hit record I was telling Danielle about the the funny conversation that I was having with my manager around it how I was surprisingly even though I was scared to approach it he was even more nervous and I was telling her how he was blushing about it I was like shoot you I'm scared you just can't see I'm scared to approach this conversation, but he was even more nervous about it. So I I needed to get advice from Danielle on how to actually approach doing salary negotiations. Now, I think this is fitting because this is a new year. New year means new budgets, which means new opportunities for you guys to have these discussions, especially when it comes to, I don't know, in your businesses or in your, your companies, a lot of people do the end of year discussion the, the following year. So that's a great time to talk about, okay, well, here's what I did. This is, you know, what I think I deserve as far as salary goes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to negotiate, how to ask for those bonuses and how to get paid what you deserve. So I am excited to have Danielle here to talk about it and share her success and what she's done over the years in her role. So Danielle, talking about money can be so taboo for women. Obviously, it was scaring the life out of me to talk about, um, but especially when we're talking about compensation and raises. So how did you get over that initial fear and anxiety around asking for what you're worth and being successful at it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, good question. So I have a confession. The very first time that I negotiated my salary, I was not afraid. I had no fear. However, I have to say, that's not because I'm like some superwoman and I'm just never afraid. It's because I didn't know what I was doing. I literally asked for more money 
and had no idea that I had just entered into a very serious negotiation conversation. I had an emotional reaction the first time that I negotiated my salary. So here's the story. I was in my 20s. I'd just been laid off. And Fo, I know you and I have talked about that story in my background before, but I'd just been laid off. So I was unemployed. I was in debt. I had no savings. So when I lost my job, I knew I needed another job immediately. Like I could not go without a paycheck for very long. So when I got an offer, I was super excited. It was a huge organization. The position was perfect for um, what I wanted to do. So I wanted to accept the offer. And then he told me the number. And my heart was crushed. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, I can't make that. He offered me 11% less than what I had been previously making. So out of an emotional response, I said, I want this job and I want to come work for you. And I know I can do a great job, but I need 11% more than what you're offering me. And there was a little bit of a pushback. And he said, this is what we've budgeted. And I said, I understand that. And I'm ready to say yes today if you can give me 11% more. And so he said, let me make some phone calls and I'll get back to you. He called me back later on that day and said, we will give you the 11%. <laughs> I was so happy. I'm like, yes, okay. But in that moment, I still didn't realize that a negotiation had just taken place. So I'm just excited that I have a job again. I have a paycheck that's going to be coming. I'm no longer unemployed and I moved on. But a few months later, I started thinking about it and it really settled in that, wait a minute, I asked him for more money and he said, yes, I've never done that before. I'd never done that before. All the way up to that point in my career, when someone offered me a job, I just took it. Like, yeah, I want to work. You're offering. That's what it pays. Okay. It had never occurred to me before that it was possible to ask for more and that someone would actually say yes. Once I realized what I had done, then I was like, whoa, this is something. I'm on to something. Nobody had ever talked to me about salary negotiation. And that's when I realized, okay, this is something that is possible. It can be done. And I'm going to try this again the next time I'm getting offered a job and see what happens. But that time, I was a little afraid because I knew what I was doing then. And I wanted to be really well prepared for the conversation. You were so smooth with it, though. You were like, I am ready to say yes. If, <laughs> like, I would have been, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I know I didn't do it in my last when I was negotiating my last um, job that I took, it was more like um, this, like I came back, I told him this is the range that I'm looking for, which probably wasn't the best idea. I don't know. But I told him this is the range that I'm looking for. And they came back lower. I was like, um, this is not what we discussed. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a good negotiation tactic at all. But no, here's the thing, folks. When they make you an offer, they want you. So that's something that can kind of help with any fear or anxiety you're feeling. Like, I want you to remember that when you're in that place and they've made you an offer, they've made a decision, we want this person, we want the skills, we want what they can contribute to this organization. So they will want to make it work. Mm -hmm. Now, 
sometimes they simply may not have the budget, but always ask and always try. Having a range is good. You need to, to know what range to work in. Now, strategically, you want to try to hold off and not say your range too early if you can, but you didn't do a bad thing by having your range in mind. Um, but you do want to kind of hold off and understand what their budget is and what they're thinking of on paying for that position before you drop your numbers, if you can. Yeah, I probably, I may have cheated myself. Maybe. It's I don't okay. know. I don't know because I, I was able to negotiate the bonus and I've gotten a bonus because I knew I could perform the work. So I was like, this is going to be a breeze. <laughs> but I wasn't sure. So I really was hard on myself about that. I came home. I was like, I think I messed up. I think I messed up. But now I'm at a point where it's like, let's negotiate this new role in response. Yes, let's do it. So if like anybody listening, if anybody has made a mistake in the past, it's okay. I, I did it for years. Before I had that emotional reaction and realized that, oh, I can ask for more. Um, I did it for years where I was kind of lowballing myself or not really asking. I was just accepting what they were giving me. So we can always bounce back from that, learn how to do it and go after it. And in the society that we live in now, it's really important because of the gap in gender pay. Like the gender pay gap is so real. It is so real. And get this, it actually starts one year after college. When you graduate from college, men and women were all at that entry-level position. We're making the same amount of money. But just one year after that, men are already making that full dollar and women are only making 80 cents to their dollar. Just one year after that entry-level experience. So here's the thing. I've always not really put much into the wage gap. Just because I remember when I came out of college, like I knew for a fact that I was making more than my um, peers because I had gone to graduate school. So I was like, I already know from the jump. But then, like you said, years later, it was like, okay, some of my peers, granted, they were doing different jobs and roles than I was doing. I know in their 20s, they were already making six figures. I was like, oh, no, if they, if they passing out six figures, we need to talk about negotiating salary. And so there was another time within um, within the company that I was working for where I was up for a new role and I was like, this is what I want to get paid. And it's kind of a big organization. So I'm not sure if there's a difference between bigger organizations and smaller ones, but she was like, well, this is the, the, the amount that we have set and you're already making more than your peers. I was like, I don't care what my peers are making. My peers don't have my bills and my right. peers don't have my lifestyle. Like, I, I, this is what I want. But in that case, I wasn't able to negotiate it. And I think she was kind of offended, like, where do people get off thinking in this organization that they can negotiate salary? So let's talk about internal negotiations then, because okay. I think it's one thing to negotiate when you're getting a new job, like starting with a new company where everything mm -hmm. is fresh, everything is kind of open and on the table. But when you're already working for an organization and going into a new role, how do you approach those internal negotiations? Kind of like where I am now, like I am. Right. I'm, you know, I'm going in, granted, my title isn't necessarily changing, but my responsibility is changing. So how do you approach that internally with the hiring manager or your current manager? Yes, let's break this down because there is a difference and there's a different strategy for, you know, when you're getting the job and they've just made you an offer versus when things are shifting inside. So the position that you're in right now, <clears throat> here's what you need 
to, to start to think about what are all of the new responsibilities that you're going to have in this new role? Who are you responsible for? What does that workload look like? What are the results that they're asking you to commit to delivering? Okay. And how does that benefit the company in the long run? All of that is what your value is to the company. Okay. So who are you responsible for? What are you responsible for? What are you, what results are you committing to? How does that impact to the company? That's your value. So there are two pieces to this, your company value and then your personal value, all right? So now you have to think about your time and your commitment in the workplace in order to get those done. Um, what are you currently making now? How does that meet and match your lifestyle? Does it fit? And then you want to look at what the market value is for all of that put together. So... You mentioned that your job title isn't changing, but should it be changing? It probably should be changing. That's something that you need to think about and consider. So here's what you do. You want to start to do your research. You want to figure out what is this position called? So is it really the same job title that you have now, or is it something else? And you, if it is something else, then you need to put that together, and that's going to be part of your presentation, part of the conversation that you have with your employer. So go online, you want to look at job descriptions that seem to match and fit these new responsibilities that you're taking on and understand what is the job title that's attached to that. Once you have that job title, you now have what you need to start to do your research on what is the market paying for that type of position. So some great resources for looking up salaries you can go to the Department of Labor's website, payscale.com, salary.com, and glassdoor.com. Those are my four go-tos. And between those four, you're going to get a really good idea of what the market is paying for that job title. Okay. Once you have an understanding of what that, um, what, you know, the market is paying for that job title, then you can look at what you're currently making and see how far do you, do you need to go? What does that new target salary look like for you? So there's two things salary-wise that you need to identify. One, the target salary. So I'm completely making up a number here. Let's say that your target salary is $100,000. Okay, that's how much you'd really like to make. The range that you're going to create is going to include the $100,000, but it's going to be probably like a $10,000 range. $100,000 should be close to the top of that. So you may say, come back and say that I'm looking to make 95 to 105. Okay. That's the range. And that gives you that negotiation room to hopefully land on the 100,000 that you want. You could end up with a little bit more you know, closer to the, the over that. <laughs> but you know that if, if it's 95, then maybe that's just like your, your, your cutoff. Like I can't make any less than that for what you're now asking me to take on and transition into. Right. So here's a, a I have so many questions now. Yes. Ask away. Okay. So one, y'all, this is like real 
Danielle's coaching me right now, so just <laughs> you are getting a peek. Live coaching. Right. This ain't no podcast. This and is my real life. <laughs> I love it. I love talking about this. I love helping people make more money. So, okay. So you mentioned one thing that I want to, before I forget it, you mentioned that on one of your negotiations, you actually walked away. And I just have to bring this up because I saw this on floating around Instagram one day. It was like, if you can't walk away from negotiation, then it's not really a negotiation. It's you're asking how much or I can't remember the exact quote, but it basically said, if you can't walk away from it, it's not a negotiation. So I had to bring that point up. So that's all that floating around yeah. Instagram lately. That's a good one. I hadn't heard that one. That's good. Yeah. It was a bit more, it's talking about like, if not, you're a slave or something. I was like, well, you're going a little bit too far there, but so much, so much. <laughs> I get the point. You need to be able to walk away. If it's yeah. a true negotiation, this is a, a question that I have because I currently, I work very, I won't say I work very high up in the organization, but my my manager is the COO of the organization. So I, okay. I, I get privy to a lot of information. I know how the company's doing financially for the most part. So sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oof, mm-hmm. I know we may not be doing that well. So is it even a good time for me to even bring up the fact that I think I need X amount more? So what is your, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, because now like if I were at my old job, is a it was a huge fortune 500 company. I had no qualms about asking for a significant amount more money because I'm like, y'all got it. I know y'all got it. You're public. I see, <laughs> I see your reports now. Now they're in a point where but that's not the case anymore. But now I'm at a smaller company. I know what's happening. I know what's happening with the market. We are talking about it every day, how yeah. our margins are like, so how do you handle a situation where that, where you, you know what's happening in the market, you know, the financials of the business. Is it, how do you handle asking for a raise knowing the financial circumstances? This is so good. This is such a good question. Um, and loaded. So walk away strategy. Let's talk about this. It is different for if you're in negotiations because they've just made you an offer versus if you're already in the company and you're trying to negotiate with a new position. So since we're talking about you today, and, you know, how do you have this conversation? I'll kind of focus on um, what that might look like internally. So essentially, you're asking for a raise to match this new position. Right. And you are privy to some information on how the company is operating. So because you are a good person, <laughs> there's a part of you that probably empathizes with what the company is going through. You're thinking, gosh, you know. I know they're having a really hard time financially. Is this a good time for me bringing this up? It is always good to be aware of what's happening within the organization. But at the end of the day, you do have to think about yourself, your value, and your worth. This is why a lot of us are afraid to ask for more in the first place is because it's such a personal thing. Like we're actually assessing our own personal value and worth, and then asking an organization to be compensated for that. So it can be very scary. But I say, ask, always ask. Now, other people who are in this space may disagree with me. I say always ask, because if you don't ask, then you'll never know. And I'd rather know. There have been times where I've been in an organization 
and have felt like I am at a place where I've taken on so much more responsibility. I can look back and see the value that I've been adding to the organization and I've asked for a raise. And I've been told no. Now, in that conversation, I was able to learn a lot. So the very first time that I asked for a raise and I was told no, um, the no, it was a very gentle no. The organization was actually under a freeze because of the budget constraints that they were dealing with. And, you know, she just explained to me, I really wish we could, and I wish that we could say yes, but right now we're under this freeze. It's indefinite. But if things were to change and we could start to increase compensation for people, just to be honest with you, we'd have to start with some folks who have also added a lot of value to the organization, but have a bit more seniority. Okay. And so that let me know, wow, it might be a long time, if ever, my salary changes at this place. Mm. Had not had that conversation, I never would have known that. It wasn't information that they were sharing with the employees. There was no meeting, nor notice, no type of information being sent out saying, hey, you guys, no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do for us, we're under a freeze. And indefinitely, no one is getting a raise. I walked away from that conversation going, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for showing me that because it's time for me to begin to move on. Right, right. I resigned. I didn't turn in my two weeks notice the next day, but I began to make a plan for an exit strategy because I knew what I was worth and I knew that I needed to be compensated more for what I was doing. And as much as I would have liked to stay there, unfortunately, they couldn't help me continue to grow. Right. And so I had to start making my exit strategy. So I think that when you're in negotiations because you've been offered a job, it's a true walk away strategy where you are turning down the position and you're, you know, with courage facing that and saying, I will walk away. But when you work there, it might be a case of, now I just begin to plan my exit strategy if I know I can't achieve the next level financially here. Gotcha. That makes perfect. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I'm trying to, as you're talking, I'm trying to figure out how do I apply that to my, my situation. Um, so here's what I suggest for you. So we talked about researching the market value. I really want you to know what are other people paying for this job? And then you're going to set up some time to talk with your manager about it. And you begin the conversation with a thank you. You know, you just want to flood him with appreciation. How much you have enjoyed your time working at the company. It means the world to you that they believe in you, that they believe in your leadership skills and they know what you offer. You want to thank him for the opportunity for considering you for this new position Tell him how excited you are to take it on and just say, what I want to talk to you today are about some of the things that will make it easier for me to step into this next position and say, one, you know, I think such and such is a more appropriate title. And here's why. I know the the position is currently labeled as this, but here's why I think it should be called this. And then talk through some of the responsibilities 
let him know that this is based on some market research you've done. You know, I really think you're asking me to be um, a VP level two of strategy or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, and then say, now for that type of work, the market is currently paying this. I'm noticing that the compensation range for this position is this. So since he blushed when you first had the conversation and he seems a bit timid and he might be unsure, he doesn't even know the numbers himself, help him out. Get, do the research, provide him with that information. This is what the market rate is, is paying and this is what my expectations would be. Let him know that you understand if he's not, if he can't give you an answer right then, but you wanted to share the information with him, let him know what you were thinking, let him know your expectation and your excitement, and then you stop talking and you let him respond. Do your research, have that job title, have the job description, have the market range. Also do a sweep of your portfolio, what you've accomplished and what you've been able to do for the company so far. So have your own value statement attached to that and say, this is what I think we're really looking at as we begin to transition me into this next role. You know, here are my expectations. I'm ready to go. So I wanted to share this with you, give you an opportunity to look it over, discuss it, go back to Bob if you need to talk to Bob about it. Um, and then you just stop talking and you let him respond. And if it's silent for a minute, just be, be comfortable with the awkward silence so he can absorb and then let him respond. Okay. Y'all, this is a lesson today. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I had this whole like list of questions. I don't know if you even know if they're relevant because we've talked about so much stuff in depth. So what are some steps? We've talked about the steps we're preparing. You want to go in. You want to know what the responsibilities are. You want to know what the current going rate is in the market before you go. And you kind of want to have that kind of prepared before you go into the negotiations. So when should women even consider asking for a raise? Okay. All right. So I'm going to answer that question, but real quick, I'm going to backtrack so we can sum up the, the steps quickly. So if anybody has a pen and a paper, write this down. Um, I love how the American Association of University Women sums up the steps for um, salary negotiation in four easy steps. One, know your facts, okay? So understand the pay gap between men and women. Understand what the pay gap looks like in your industry. Know your facts. Two, know your value. Know your personal value and your market value. That means doing the research to understand what the market is paying for your position. Three, know your salary. What is the salary? What is that number that you have to make considering your lifestyle, your bills, all of that? Then come up with your range. What is the range? Because that's the number you're giving them. You're giving them the range and in the back of your mind, you're keeping in mind your target salary number. And then the fourth one is know your strategy. So that's just coming up with the plan for having that conversation um, with them. So those are those four steps. Then when we think about when should you ask for a raise? I have asked for a raise after I have been at an organization for a while and I have noticed the contributions and the value that I have added to the organization. And in looking at what I have done, 
how that has transitioned from what I started out as at the company and realizing that the market was paying differently for work. So one example, um, this, the second time I asked for a raise was after I finished grad school and I had an MBA. And during the whole process, there was so much stuff that I was learning that I was coming back to work and applying that was actually landing the organization more work and more contracts. So I'm like, man, this is, this is really working. Like grad school is paying off because I'm coming back to work. I'm applying this on behalf of my company and they're landing new clients. And you're talking about thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in deals because of what I'm doing. I'm becoming more and more valuable to this organization. And I think it's time we have a conversation about what that looks like in terms of compensation. So when you start to feel that your compensation is not matching the value that you bring, and especially if it's off target, off target with what the market is paying, that's when you, you start to prepare yourself to ask for the raise. Gotcha. All right. So we've talked through some of the available resources to explore fair compensation. We talked about how to prepare for the negotiation. And we also talked about being willing to walk away. What does that look like walking away? What does that look like in the sense of you are currently working for the company? So we know like if, hey, this is a new job, new company, you have the ability to walk away if things don't work out and you don't come to an agreeable term. But what about when you work within the company is that a possibility like what does that look like I think it's deciding do I I really want to resign or do I just continue to work and work on my exit strategy and the latter is what I usually recommend for people I never recommend to leave a company I don't want anybody to quit their jobs without a plan or without another job in place ideally so each time um, I've had to walk away when I have already worked at the company, it's just been like, okay, good to know that this is not an area I can grow in here. And then starting to plan my exit strategy for the next place. Um, I actually had my manager tell me after asking for a raise once, um, she said, Danielle, um, you will never get a raise here. You'll get a raise when you get your next job. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that. And I began to plan my exit strategy. Again, these are conversations, these are things that you don't know unless you ask. If I had never had the courage to ask and have that conversation, I never would have known that no matter how hard I work, I would never be getting a raise. That's terrible. And, and she, she there's, there's sometimes pushback when you do ask because people don't know how to handle those conversations, which is why your manager blushed. And I think that's probably why she reacted a little harshly. Later on, I found out that um, the company that I was working for was in the process of being acquired and being sold. And so there was a lot happening behind the scenes that I was unaware of, which is why there was no way they could even look at, you know, giving people raises at that time. I didn't quit. I didn't leave right away. I was still making decent money. Like I was paying my bills, but I knew that I was worth more and I knew that I wanted more. 
So I immediately began to plan to look for another job. Gotcha. So it doesn't necessarily mean resigning, but it, no. it definitely can mean I am going to work. Thank you for letting me know. I'll go yep. work on my exit strategy now. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you got to have the conversation. Let's see what happens. You never know. So it sounds like in 2019, ladies, that we're all going to relinquish fear around talking about money and being compensated for what we're worth. And in addition to that, we're going to be more knowledgeable and aware of what we should be being compensated so that we can get what we're worth and also close this wage gap. You know, Fall, and if I can be so bold as to say, asking for more is absolutely about you. It's about your personal value, your personal worth, and what you deserve. It's also a bit of a social responsibility, if I can say that, because we do have this gap in pay between men and women that needs to be closed. So every time a woman musters up the courage to ask for more and gets it, we close that gap. Social responsibility, y'all. Do it for everybody. It's for everybody. If when I when I look back over my career, I did the math. When I look back over my career, um, if I had never negotiated my salary, for every time that I negotiated my salary and was successful, if I had never done that, today I would be making 55% less than what I'm making right now. If I had never, if I had always just accepted the first offer or taking what they gave me, I will be making 55% less. So here's what I want you to think about. If you don't ask over the span of your professional life, <clears throat> the loss is actually staggering. Wow. And as women, you know, things transition in our lives. We get married, we start families, responsibilities change, men continue to make money. If we don't start asking and demanding to make more, we acquire all these new responsibilities and life transitions, but our pay doesn't change or it doesn't match up. So the loss is really staggering over the span of your professional life if you don't start asking and speaking up and saying something. Wow. Y'all, this has been so good because one, <laughs> I know it's helping me, but I know someone else out there is probably dealing with this situation or a similar situation where all this information has been beneficial. So um, Danielle, tell my listeners, one, how they can connect with you, how they can work. How can they get this one-on-one? Because if they <laughs> haven't been taking notes, I don't know what to tell them because I am already planning to re-listen to this podcast over and over again so that I can prepare for <laughs> conversations. So if someone wants to have this one-on-one -on -one maybe, or they want to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Let me tell you, well, first of all, you have my cell phone number, text me, girl, text me. Okay. So if you have a question during this process, we're going to get you all the way together. Um, I can be reached at excelwithdanielle.com slash speaking. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to go to that page on my website, excelwithdanielle.com slash speaking and drop me a note. I want you to reach out to me directly. Drop me a note. It's going to hit my inbox. Tell me what's going on. I want to hear where you are in your career, what your frustrations are, what you're overwhelmed with, what are your questions around salary, and I promise you will receive a personal email response from me. 
y'all better do it because if you haven't figured out from this podcast interview yet danielle knows what she's talking about and she will get you right 2019 we're coming for all the bags yes yeah that's that's what the young folks say you better get this right you better get your coins look and she's gonna help you collect those in a professional way so that's a a special offer for um full followers so If you're listening to this, if you're following folks, because I think she's bomb, she's amazing. I promise if you drop me a note, I will respond to you personally. Y'all better take advantage of it. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I like, I really enjoyed this conversation. It was truly girl talk. It is helping me. I took my own little notes, but again, I'm going to listen to this over and over again. So thank you (laughs) so much. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure having you talk to my audience. My pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right, guys, that's it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, don't forget to head on over to Apple iTunes to rate and subscribe. Don't ever want to miss an episode and you want to stay in the loop? Head on over to girltalkwithfo.com forward slash VIP so that you can get all the goodness delivered directly to your inbox. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I am at girltalkwithfo on all social media platforms. I'll talk to you in the next episode.